Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to another episode of the Championship Roundtable podcast. I'm going to throw it over to Jake, first of all, who's going to take us through the results from this week's midweek games. Yeah, thanks, James. We'll get, start with Tuesday, um, as we've recorded a little bit late this week. Um, starting on the Tuesday, it was Birmingham beating Barnsley 1-0. Um, Blackburn getting three second-half goals to beat Hull 3-0. Brentford and Leeds playing out a one-all draw at the top of the table. Um Cholton with the surprise result, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a little bit, beating Nottingham Forest away from home 1 0. Uh, Swansea and QPR playing out a goalless draw, uh, and Wigan and Middlesbrough uh, drawing 2 2. Um, so, start there. We'll move on to Wednesday's games in a bit, but are there any games there you want to touch on and speak a little bit more about? Yeah, I think I'm going to first of all selfishly talk about the Preston game. Uh, tricky game, even though sort of. For a neutral looking at the table, you may not have suspected it, but Stoke have been on a good run as of late. I think they were a couple of wins on the bounce going into that game, and they've managed to open up a little gap between them and the, the three teams in the relegation zone. Not safe by any means, but they are doing better than they have done in sort of recent months. Yeah, to go there was one of those games which, uh, how we've been this season, we seem to do well in the games that I don't fancy us to do well. And then the games where I expect looking at the table is to pick up points. We seem to struggle on. And I think the first half Stoke had a lot more of the ball. Didn't really create too many chances. Um, sort of depending on who you ask, Stoke fans on Twitter last night were adamant that they should have won about four or five nil, which I think they must have been watching a different game to me. I thought we kept them quiet while they fashioned a few half chances I don't think there was any real danger apart from from one chance which Campbell had which went just wide of the post you know I thought we were comfortable Ben Davies I think that's the best game he's had in a Preston North End shirt Declan Rudd fantastic again I've been one of his biggest critics this season but last sort of month or so coming out of Christmas he's been absolutely fantastic and then second half, typical Preston performance. We soaked up pressure and hit them on the break. Although the goals came from the corners, we caused them no end of trouble in that second half with the likes of Barkazen and, and Scott Sinclair. Even Nugent, when he came on, held the ball at well and brought others into the game. And it was it was Brown and Barkazen who got the goals. Fantastic victory. And, you know, following that up now with two games at home against Millwall and, and Hull, Hull more so winnable, just judging on how they've gone in recent weeks. And Millwall, you know, if we have aspirations of, of staying in the playoffs, we need to be winning our home games. We've got the best home record in the league. So I'd fancy us in both of those to to pick up maximum points and then go into the Fulham game in, in just over a fortnight on the back of two wins. And with how tight the table is at the moment, you know, we could find ourselves in, in second quite easily going into... So that game, which, you know, would be absolutely massive. I think it's going to be massive anyway in terms of where we finish in the table this season. But if we, you know, get these two home wins on the bounce, we're sort of looking at the fixtures for the weekend. I believe Leeds play Bristol City and West Brom play Forest. So, you know, two, if not more teams in and around the playoffs are going to drop points. And 
it's a real opportunity for us now to stamp our authority on that playoff picture and, and make people take us a bit more seriously. Other game which stood out to me, I thought West Brom coming from a goal down at Reading. Reading, we touched on them quite a bit on the show, really, this season. They're in lower half of mid-table, but they're not as bad as I thought they would be at the start of the season. They they brought in wisely in the summer, and, you know, Puskas scored the penalty. I think he's done sort of okay for them this season, and, and they've, they've pushed on from where they were last season. And, you know, as a Preston fan, I hate going down there. We always lose down there. And for West Brom, you know... To come back from from a goal down really sort of open up a a commanding six point lead now over Leeds United massive result for them and then the only other game I sort of really was going to touch on um, was the the Charlton win away at Nottingham Forest on on Tuesday night we were talking off air about how it was uh, most people sort of accumulated buster that one and they're the kind of games where if Charlton are going to stay up you know they've they've opened up a six point gap between them and the relegation zone now. You know, if they can pick up points in these games where people don't fancy them, that'll go a long way to keeping them in the division. So they're my sort of three games that I wanted to touch on. Um, I'll go back to you, Jake, first before we touch on individual performances. Yeah, so I didn't. I only ran through the results for Tuesday. I thought we were going to talk about them, but we just skipped on to Preston, which we can always do. So I'll run through the rest of the, the Wednesday ones that you didn't touch on there. Bristol City beating Derby 3-2. Cardiff beating Huddersfield 3-0. Luton beating Sheffield United 1-0 and Mill 1, Fulham drawing 1-0. Um, see, I think the, the standard one for me has got to be the Charlton one, winning away to Nottingham Forest. I think um, I think no team has managed to beat Leeds and then go and win their next game, which kind of shows uh, the amount of um, effort and uh, fitness that goes into beating Leeds. It can sometimes tire teams out, and Nottingham Forest made a few changes on uh, Tuesday night. Maybe they thought that the squad players to win the game... Um, Amiobi, Graben, the two players that didn't play. Um, but yeah, they, they didn't. They had the chances. That Joe Lolly, I think, had five or six shots in the game. He was probably the, the man they expected to fire, um, and he didn't. So it was a disappointing one for them, but Cholton were, you know, they're typical hard work themselves. They've got a, a guy, Lyle Taylor, scoring goals at the moment, and that's crucial at the bottom of the league. And with some of the results at the bottom, uh, they'll one that you feared might be dragged into it. But again, they moved... Six points clear of the bottom three now, so they've got a nice cushion and got two wins in the last three, so that's big for them. Um, so that was a, a slightly surprising result, and, and Nottingham Forest will be kicking themselves that they didn't um, get another win off the Leeds game. If they had done, they'd now be sitting in second position, so it might be one they rue at the end of the season. Um, the other one I want to talk a little bit about is the Brentford game. Obviously, them and Leeds playing out a one-all draw. Um thought Leeds were the better team on the day. Um, bounced back well to some re- recent bad form. This was very tricky uh, fixture to be going into. Brentford are normally so good at home. Um, currently got the uh, fourth best home record in the league. Only drop, uh, have won nine of their 16 games at home. So you'd have expected them to, to, to be the favourite in this one. They took an early lead, but they weren't as um, fluid as they usually are. They were making a few mistakes in the middle of the park and Leeds were... We're definitely the better team, offered a threat from set pieces, and if it wasn't for Kiko Casillas made yet another error in, in goal, they probably would have won the game. So um, I think it was a positive performance for Leeds, but we'll keep saying that, and uh, they need to get back to winning way soon. But I thought that was a big opportunity missed for Brentford, um, and they'll probably somewhat fortunate to come out with a with a point. 
Yeah, I uh, I think absolutely with that Brentford game, before the game I thought they were, you know, with the way Leeds have gone in recent weeks, I thought Brentford were odds-on favourite for that game, given the fact that obviously they could close that gap and, and you know, really put that pressure on that top two and, and there was a chance there for them to, to go and do it and I think me and Louis were speaking a few weeks ago on the show about Brentford and, and do we think that they are going to get in the playoffs or push for that automatic place and we mentioned not so much in this game but Brentford's biggest problem over the last few years while they've been probably the best football inside and best to watch as a neutral in the division over the last few years it's that consistency and, and that real sort of killer instinct about them they remind me sort of going off on sort of a tangent watching German football of, of a bit like Dortmund play great football but when it matters they just don't have that that final drive to take them over the line and you know Leeds were there for the taking and, and to let Leeds come to, to Griffin Park which you know is one of the harder places to go in the league and, and sort of dominate the ball have more chances and as you said apart from that Kiko Kassia mistake I think Leeds should have won that game which was really surprising to me you know, with the the forward line that Brentford have and and the way that they've been playing this season, I thought they would have caused caused Leeds a lot more trouble and and certainly asked a question, especially with that game. You know, it, it sounds silly to say at this sort of time of the season, but you know, it was really sort of a nothing to lose game for them in in that situation. You know, go for the win there against Leeds, who you've got them on the ropes coming into that game off recent weeks and, and you know, see where that takes you. And I think at times Brentford are guilty of that, of, of not been, you know, ruthless enough. It's all well and good beating the lower teams in the division, you know, six and seven nils, which, you know, they can do with ease. That sort of driving factor for them, you know, pushing on and, and kicking on a gear and really stamping their authority in that playoff picture, I think is, is still questionable for them. By no means am I saying that they are a bad team. I think they will get into the playoffs and um, would be one of the favourites to win it. But I think, you know, if they are to have aspirations of going up automatically, that is a, a real missed opportunity for them. To move then, Jake, on to, to individual performances, I'll, I'll go to you first because I sort of jumped the gun on the sort of the, the surprise wins and, and team performances. Are there any players over the two game or the two match days that you wanted to sort of single out as as in- yeah, so there's a, there's a few. I think in the um, Cardiff game, I thought that Josh Murphy was really good, scored a really good goal and, and was causing problems down the left-hand side all game. And he, he seems to be finding his form again at Cardiff after um, what was quite a poor season in the Premier League and, and a slow start to the season. So uh, it was a good performance in Cardiff, one to keep an eye on as, as we progress um, and probably one that we're going to speak about a little bit more later when we talk about teams who expect to finish strongly. Um, and then as as well, if we move on to the um, Bristol City game, there's a, a few good performances here from Bristol City. You managed to bounce back and get back into that top six. I thought that um, Dia do up front had a really good game, and I thought Narky Wells did as well. I thought that as a pair, they worked really well off each other. Um, Dia do offering the the physical presence of Wells, bringing that goal scoring touch and that movement that created a lot of space for others. So I thought that was a really positive performance, and I think that the the front two there is, is something that. Um, Lee Johnson should stick with it. It is quite attacking um, for uh, Bristol City, but it seemed to work well against Derby. And Derby are one of the form teams in the league before this game. Since Rooney come, came in, they've had a lot of uh, good results and slowly worked their way up the table. So that was a huge win for Bristol City. Um, with some that think that they're in somewhat of a false position and that their performances don't back up where they are. 
But I thought this was a really good performance from them, and they've definitely bounced back strongly from that Birmingham defeat. And I thought the front two were were the pick of the bunch there. Um, thought as well in in the QPR game, uh, although it's nil nil, I thought they had a lot of good good showings from there. Their midfielders, uh, I thought Eze was good. Uh, I thought Osei Samuel was good. Those two were both uh, both good on the day. And um, if they still had Wells in that team, they probably would have scored the goals to uh, to get get the win. They were definitely the better team there, having 16 shots to Swansea's eight. So yeah, Swansea did not play well, and, and QPR did, and it was those two in attack again, causing problems. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, I completely agree with you. You took a couple of mine there. So two that I wanted to touch on, I'll uh, I'll save the Preston one for a second because, you know, I'd like to go on about them a bit too much. Well, actually three sort of looking at it now. Uh, first one, um, Lewis Wing for Middlesbrough. Real sort of decisive game for them. Uh, they'll be disappointed, obviously, in the manner in which they conceded the equaliser to Wigan, um, you know, with about 15 minutes to go. But I thought Wing was absolutely fantastic. Got them two goals midway through the second half, about four minutes apart from each other. And Middlesbrough this season, obviously, it's been a, a very disappointing season for them. But I've seen them a few times on TV. And Lewis Wing, every time I've seen players, has really impressed me. I remember a game... I think it was on the opening night away at, at Luton at the start of the season and, and I thought he was one of the best players on the pitch and to see him get another two goals again um, you know on Tuesday happy for him you know doing well for them and, and I think if they are to you know continue pulling away from that that relegation zone if they can keep the likes of him fit and, and scoring and, and you know they brought in Lucas and Netcher who played for Preston last season came off the bench again and I think when he came on, it really sort of changed the game. He was on the pitch for a few minutes and, and then the, the two goals came. So Lewis Wing for Middlesbrough, first of all, I thought to go on to Preston, Ben Davis had probably the best game I've seen him play for us. Absolutely fantastic. Won everything in the air, you know, tackle to perfection, really. Every tackle that he made, you know, was was forceful, but there was not a risk it was calculated and and best game i've seen him play for us and i think you know the rumors the last two transfer windows are that the teams like wolves and everton have been looking at him and you know if you see his performance from last night it's hard to see why uh, it's not hard to see why that they have been looking at him and i think if we don't go up this season he'll be one of the players that unfortunately will probably leave in the summer and go on to to the premier league if not a very sort of high end championship team which would be disappointing for us if he was still in the division playing against us, but he is that good. Last one that I wanted to single out um, was Lenihan from Blackburn. 
you know, saw him a few times when we played Blackburn this season and, and you know, he's done well. He's got a few goals for them this season as well. Set them on the way to that, that 3-0 win against Hull. All the goals came with about sort of 20 minutes to go in, in quite a short space of time. But I thought he was fantastic at the back. Obviously got the first goal and set them on their way. And I've been really impressed with him, which as a Preston fan, complimenting Blackburn pains me to say a little. But, you know, I've got to give credit where credit's due. And I think he's been fantastic for them. And a real sort of key figure in that revival that they've had over the last few months. I remember when we beat them at our place, coming from 2-0 down to win 3-2 in sort of October, November time, plenty of Blackburn fans were calling for Tony Mowbray to be sacked. And, you know, now they only find themselves six points off the playoffs. So remarkable turnaround from where they were, you know, a few months ago. And I think the likes of Armstrong and, and Lenihan have been absolutely fantastic for them since that that sort of derby defeat to us. Uh, but yeah, they're the three people that I wanted to, to touch on. Obviously, I mentioned there Ben Davis potentially going in the summer if, if Preston didn't get promoted, and that takes us quite nicely onto our next topic. Obviously, to go to the Premier League for a second, it was agreed earlier in this week that the transfer window deadline day would be pushed back to September the 1st, and there's rumours, you know, that the Championship are going to follow suit. So are your thoughts on this, Jake? Obviously, as a Newcastle fan, you're a bit better sort of versed to, to comment on this. This season, obviously, it shut earlier. Do you think it should shut on September the 1st, you know, into the season? Or do you think it should be shut before the season actually starts? What are your sort of views and feelings on it? Yeah, I, I think I quite liked it when it closed um, before the season started. It meant, meant the managers knew where they stood uh, when, when all the games kicked off and... You know, those last few weeks of the transfer window uh, in August weren't weren't an issue because there there wasn't the speculation over players, um, so everybody was focused. So I, I thought that was a good thing. Uh, we've had it in Newcastle in the past where we've had players that uh, have been looking to move and, and haven't started the season well because the transfer window has still been open. So I quite liked it, and I would have hoped that the rest of rest of Europe would have fallen in line with it. Um, but again, the, the, I guess the difficulty is La Liga starts a little bit later, so it's, it's difficult to find that universal date. And the, at the end of August does make sense in a lot of ways. So I can see why they've gone back. I think uh, English clubs were at a little bit of a disadvantage, where um, you know the foreign clubs could could come in and, and sign their players when that, when they weren't able to go and get replacements. So it was difficult. I think it, I think the championship and, and the EFL will probably fall back in line with that as well um, to match up with the Premier League. I think that that's the logical thing here. Yeah, I think I completely agree with you in the sense that it would be logical for the sort of the English football pyramid as a whole to have you know one set day. I think the biggest sort of issue for me when it shut early was as you touched on there that clubs in Europe could still sign players from the Premier League up until September the 1st and we were the only country I believe that sort of differentiated from that and it was very difficult for managers then you know if a, a big European club does come calling to replace what impossible uh, to, to obviously replace those players so I think if you are going to shut the transfer window before the season starts which I'm in favour of so managers do know what they're working with then I think it's got to be done across sort of football as a whole obviously that is a lot harder to govern than than just specifically to one country so whether that ever came in sort of down the line you know remains to be seen but I think yeah as you touched on Jake and I've, I've mentioned I think having it fall in line with European sort of clubs as well is a lot better suited in terms of being able to know that you have got your set squad in place and that no 
sort of foreign clubs are going to come in and, and try and take your players when you don't have an opportunity to replace them. So I do expect the Championship and, and Leagues 1 and League 2 downwards to, to obviously fall back in line with the Premier League. I think it did work this season in terms of managers knew what they were working with and it saved sort of that big, you know, panic around the last week sort of as has been known in the past so I can see the pros and cons of it but personally yeah, I think it should be shutting before the season starts and then obviously players can't be swayed I think the only disadvantage then you've got is if a player gets injured early on in the season there's less time to obviously replace them with the window being shut uh, it gives you that pre-season to get them all fit so there are pros and cons to it but yeah personally I think it should be shutting before the season actually actually starts so then to move on finally into previews and predictions for the sort of the weekend ahead, the first one I've got here, Jake, I touched on a couple of these games earlier when I was talking about sort of Preston and, and sort of the, the games in midweek. But the first one we've got is the Saturday lunchtime game, West Brom versus Nottingham Forest. Very difficult place to go to. The Hawthorns, obviously Forest, uh, uh, West Brom rather are flying at the moment, opening up that gap. Do you think Forest can go there and take something from the game and bounce back from that disappointing defeat against Charlton? Or do you expect West Brom to continue in their winning ways and, and put pressure on Leeds in the chasing pack? Um, yeah, I think it's a difficult one. Um, I think West Brom um, have come back into form and, and they definitely look like the, the best team in the division um, at the moment. Only lost four times, so very good record um come through that difficult run and, and this is a huge game for both teams now if Forest had, had won in the week this would be huge um but i think it's for Forest now they can't really afford to lose this one it, given how tight the league is now you can't go on a run of losses that that would be just just disastrous but at this point i think that um yeah it, if it was if it was at the city ground i might back them but i think it's very difficult i think west brom have been like a machine at times and, and they've had their poor run now and I think we might not see them drop points as frequently as they did in the last few weeks um, prior to these the three wins um, again this season I think they look really really well set I think Pereira's a very good player up front I think Robinson a player that you'd know a lot about James he's uh, he's added a lot to them in a short time there and he's got a lot to offer he's probably a little bit little bit too good for this league don't know if he's good enough for the Premier League yet um as he, as he struggled at Sheffield United but he's definitely one that is is very good in this league uh, and he's shown that already he's added an extra dimension and they just look so balanced throughout and um I think they're probably going to beat Nottingham Forest um they'll tip Nottingham Forest but before you give your prediction James I just want a little bit more about uh want to get your thoughts on Robinson coming back into the league and, and what you think he's gonna give West Brom going forward yeah, I think obviously, yeah, before getting on to West Brom, when he came sort of back down to the championship, you know, a few days before deadline day, I was, you know, gutted that he's gone to someone else rather than come back to us. He is from the Midlands, though, so obviously it makes sense for him going to West Brom and, and with a chance of getting a, a promotion on his CV as well from the championship. You know, I, I can't fault him. He was absolutely quality when he played for us. And I think, yeah, as you mentioned, he's going to add that extra dyna- uh, dimension to West Brom's already, you know, potent attacking lineup, and I think he really complements the players that they've already got as well. Most importantly, you know, you mentioned the likes of Pereira, who watching sort of German football that I did, I thought he was fantastic for Nuremberg last season. Uh, sort of real shining light in their disappointing sort of relegation campaign. But I think Robinson just fits in perfectly in that team. You know, with the likes of Robson Carnu and and Charlie Adam up front, not the quick. Uh, 
Charlie Austin, sorry, um, up front. Not the quickest, and I think the likes of Pereira and Robinson as those two sort of outside forwards allows Robson Carnu in particular, who who played last night, to hold the ball up and, and really bring them two into play. And Robinson was always best for sort of us personally when he was cutting in off that left and that right, getting the knock-ons and and hold up sort of play from the forwards and, and you know, sort of driving at goal then. So I think looking at their team now, they've absolutely got it set. And as you said, I can't see them dropping too many more points between now and the end of the season. And I think, yeah, I'm going to have to back Forest on the, uh, West Brom on this one. As a Preston fan as well, I'm hoping West Brom do win because I think I'd, there's no chance that Preston are going to catch them. But if the teams in and around the playoffs can start dropping points, it makes it a lot easier for us, especially with those two home games coming up, as I did mention earlier. So, yeah, West Brom to win this one. I think it'll be a close game. I don't think West Brom will walk it, but I think, you know, with the way they're playing at the moment, they uh, they will sort of come to a victory on this one. Um, moving on then to the next game, uh, we'll go sort of down the the list I've got Leeds versus Bristol City and with this one Jake obviously while I want your prediction on this these two teams obviously Leeds have been dropping points recently Bristol City annoyingly for Preston have really kept pace with us in recent weeks do you expect both of these teams to be in the playoffs when we get to sort of May time with a few games to go or can you see one of them dropping out or potentially one if not two of them catching West Brom and being in that automatic promotion who do you think is best suited to finish the season strongly out of these two uh I still think Leeds I think Leeds are, are the still probably the best team in the championship on their day um they're just a little bit more inconsistent than West Brom but um yeah, um, with Bristol City, they, they've been on a good run recently, but if you look at the teams they've beaten, you know, 2-0 over Wigan, 1-0 over Barnsley, 1-0 over Reading, 1-0 uh, over QPR, um, and then losing to Birmingham, and then yesterday beating Derby. The Derby one uh, was a huge result, as we spoke about earlier, but I think that they hadn't really beaten many good teams prior to that. It, it, it was a good run on paper, but they weren't beating um, teams around them. It was... Um, the performances sometimes weren't great. They were keeping clean sheets, but they weren't offering much up front, which is why I think that the moving uh, to a formation with Wells and, and Diadu yesterday was so important for them because they're going to need to offer more goal threat if they're going to stay at the top of the league. Um, the performances were suggesting that they might be one that, that wouldn't be able to keep pace once these more difficult fixtures came in, but they definitely um, improved against Derby and they'll be hoping to, to perform similarly against Leeds. I think that Leeds... Uh, still performing well under Bielsa. I think that they've been very unlucky in recent weeks. Um, I can't see them losing another game. I can't see. I think they're going to return to winning ways at the weekend. I think Bristol City, um, their recent good form mirrors uh, somewhat cloaks some of their some of their deficiencies. I think with Leeds, their recent poor run of form um, takes away from probably how good they are. I, I think that it's not quite the true reflection of of where they're currently at. I think their performance has still been pretty good. So yeah, I'm going to tip a Leeds win. Um, and I think that, yeah, I'm going to go 2-0 Leeds. I think they'll be back to their best and back to winning ways on uh, Saturday. Yeah, I think I, I agree with you in terms of Bristol City. That formation change has really helped them. I think uh, looking at the game, while I want Leeds to win because it sort of opens up a gap then between sort of us and that, that little chasing pack, if we can obviously get a victory against Millwall at the weekend, there's something about me that seeing how Leeds have been in recent weeks at home, you know, against Wigan, for example, 
getting beaten there, dropping points against Brentford, albeit from that Kiko Messier mistake, which, you know, really shouldn't have happened. There's a part of me that thinks Bristol are going to get something from this game. So I'm going to put my neck on the line and go for a score draw in this one. I think either one all or two all um, won't do either side any real favours and it'll keep each team sort of in and around that playoff pack. But there's just something sort of looking at this fixture where I think Bristol could get something from the game. So, yeah, I'm going to go for a one all draw. And then sort of to go back to my question to you, I think, yeah, Leeds will sort of turn it around. I think lessons will have been learned for Bielsa last season with the way they dropped off. And whilst they are, they have had that wobble, you know, since Christmas, I think he's got that core of players. They've brought in Augustine from Leipzig as well, who I think once he gets much sharpness, because he didn't really play too much for Leipzig, earlier on this season, it's going to be an absolute handful for any championship defence. I was really surprised that, that Leipzig let him go uh, when he was one of their sort of better forwards last season, obviously. It's hard to get a look in when Timo Werner's playing as well as he is. But I think Augustin, similarly to Robinson, who you touched on earlier, is a bit too good for this division. And I think if they can get him playing well, they will be better suited to have a good end to the season and, and keep sort of in and around that top two. And I think they will be one of the favourites to go up automatic if, if obviously they can turn this around. I just think this game might come a game too soon for them in, in terms of doing that. And yeah, I'm going to stick my neck on the line and go for a score draw. And then finally, one which, interesting to get your thoughts on, I can only see a home win here, um, is Fulham versus Barnsley. Saw Fulham last night against Millwall as we're recording this. I thought they were fantastic, but just didn't find that decisive goal towards the end. Mitrovic is playing well. Obviously, you'll know him very well from his time at Newcastle. Can you see Barnsley getting anything from this game, or do you expect a comfortable Fulham home win in this? Yeah, I think I do. Um, I think Fulham uh, have got players in their in their squad that know how to win promotion, and I think they're they're not going to make slip up um, in many games over the rest of the season, especially against teams like Barnsley. I think I had a lot of hope for. For Struber at Bardsley, I thought he was going to turn it around. I thought they might stay up, but that that seems a long way off now. They've had winnable games recently, and they've not really taken much from it. Cut adrift by nine points now. You think that that that's them pretty much gone now. The Cholton game a few weeks ago was key. Then again against Birmingham, I thought that that was a game that potentially could have could have turned it for them. Um, but again, they lost. So yeah, it, a team that's. Lost 17 times this season. Difficult to see them going going away to Craven Cottage and getting anything. So yeah, I'm going to go for a strong Fulham win. And I think that Fulham are a team that that could pip leads to that second automatic promotion spot. I think that the players they've got, the experience they've got, the know-how. Um, the only doubt has been Scott Parker, but I think he's he's learning a lot um, over the course of the season. He seems to be improving with a lot of the things he's doing. So, yeah, I think that this is going to be a routine home win. Uh, I could see a few goals as well. I'm going to say say 4-1 to Fulham. I think it could be that convincing. Yeah, I completely agree with you on everything there. I think Fulham will have, you know, far too much for Barnsley at the weekend with the opportunity as well of, of, you know, staying second. I think they're not going to slip up, especially if they have aspirations of, of getting promoted automatically. They have really sort of grown into this season. I remember talking to you and Louis earlier on in the season when they were sort of around the mid-table mark, you know, very early on in the season. And I think, you know, we all agreed that they would come good and, and been in and around those playoffs. And I think they have got one of the best squads in this division. And 
Mitrovic with the way he's scoring at the moment, I just can't see anything past the home win here. So yeah, I think Fulham home win, and I think they are going to be out of the chasing pack, best suited to, to keep pace and even catch Leeds and potentially West Brom if they if they put a win together, so uh, a run together rather. So yeah, Fulham home win for me in this one, and I think you know it will be comprehensive as you said about sort of three or four nil in in that one. Um, but with that, we're out of time. If you want to let anyone know, Jake, any socials you're involved in, now's a good time. Yeah, you can get me on Twitter at Jake Jackman with two N's, uh, right for EPL Index and uh, feature on the Premier League show on this channel. So check that one out. I think they had a good show out this week. So yeah, go and give that one a listen. Yeah, and you can follow me on my Twitter, which is at underscore James Vickers. I mainly tweet about Preston North End with a few other bits in there as well. And more importantly, you can follow us on the show, which is at Championship Pod. Each episode is our pinned tweet, so give us a follow, turn the notification on, and you won't miss an upload. Cheers for joining me today, Jake. I'm sure we'll be back next week to talk about everything from the weekend. Uh, And until then, we'll see you next time. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.